Tempted to keep that going just in case people thought I was actually dancing instead of walking. <laughs> no, I am walking. I'm walking. We well, yeah, do this. Are we not, are we not dancing? Oh, well, we, we we can do it the whole time if you want. Makes it awkward for me. <laughs> yeah, I learned all my dance moves from Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, it'd be cool if we did have green screens. Then we could just put like a forever explosion behind us, just constantly <laughs> running away. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I do have a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> just giving it my best Van Dam. Think about while this explosion. <laughs> I like that you were doing it like a model the whole time. <laughs> I hope I would look yeah. at an explosion over my shoulder. <laughs> hmm. Let's muse over this. At what point will I boil? Um, <laughs> It's blown the back of my head off. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, oh, well, run on. Oh, anyway, folks, good. welcome back to another episode of the Deductionist Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for stopping by. As you can get see, um, I'm knackered already. <laughs> get in here and shut up. <laughs> We're about to kidnap you into another podcast stream. There it is. And we yeah, frightened everyone happened. off. That's what's happened. We frightened them all off now. Oh. <laughs> No, <laughs> it you idiot! No. It's fine. It's fine. Time. It's fine. We're Every we're not time. we're not here to play up to the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm numbered to play for here. Exactly. So. You can't drink and go to work, mate. You're not an airline pilot. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, that's it. <laughs> Boards here. Let's 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 address this quickly then. Uh, very anxious to omniscient. I I, I mentioned uh, a, a couple of times now the, uh, the the training opportunities that have come up. And if you want on on the omniscient mailing list, you won't have seen that directly. So I put a link on the YouTube community page and whatnot. You can follow it all through and get involved in there. I'm shutting the doors on Sunday. So if you trucker. Yeah, if you're not in by Sunday, Last tough gazungas. <laughs> right. <laughs> tough gazungas if you're not. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Craig's in. And good evening, gen- Good I was about to say oh. good evening, gents, back to Craig, but he's just the one person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless Shadow's there, then we could then we can say good evening, gents. Uh, evening plural. Gents. Good evening, gents. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, that's how we greet all the big picks around here. Good evening, genital. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm having painfully English experience flashbacks from my honeymoon. Yagago! And a yagago to you as well, madam. <laughs> Mr. Yagagal. <laughs> Mr. Yagagal. So. Mr. Yagagal. If I start to sound at any stage like I am on an obscene phone call, then uh, it's just because I've been walking for too far. For too far. I've been walking too far. It's already doing me in. I'm quite tempted to stop, to be honest. (laughs) I've I've pretty much been walking since about 9am. I feel like we should sort of sing this as a tune. Here I go again on my own. (laughs) Walking down the only treadmill I've ever known. Please let me finish the song that the subject. I got no 
I'm just now wondering at what point the YouTube algorithm is going to go, ah, copyright. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're looking tonight at the, uh, uh, the power of good memories. And I was, I was very specific on the thumbnail that it was a power of good memories, not a good memory uh, in, in that particular way. Right? Yeah. So how about, this? how about this as an opening question? Why do you think it's easier to remember good things than it is bad? So, for example, why do you think it's easier to remember, like, every holiday that you've taken with Becky than it is the details of the last time somebody shouted at you, for example. The thing for me is like, because uh, I would agree with this and say like, I can remember good memories more than I do bad, but sometimes I meet with people who I think dwell on the bad more than the good. So I don't necessarily know sometimes if people do uh, remember good memories as well as the bad ones. For myself, I think more of like directly to answer your question, um, I suppose because it plays more of an impact to uh, up here in a good way, in a positive way. You think of the things that sort of connect you to this or that and it feels feels good. It releases that chemical in your brain, I guess, and it just sort of makes makes those life you know, that you want, yeah. in, 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 you sort of, you're remembering the good things to sort of push you forward. But if, I don't know, I, like, I've spoken to people before that you would think nothing good has ever happened to them, but you know, good <laughs> things have happened to them, but they just dwell so much on the bad. that That's yeah. all that really comes out of them. <laughs> they can't remember <laughs> the good holiday that they had because they, you know, had a confrontation, you know, for that's fair. That's the day before. Yeah. That's fair. The the, well, the the rebuttal to that is the argument could be that you're remembering details of the happier experience and an interpretation of the negative one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Like if if you think about every oh, every right. well, well, yeah. Take take the argument for example, oh. right? I, when uh, I forget how I pointed it out to oh sweet irony, because I probably pointed it out to so many people, but. Oh. For something to be insulting or argumentative or triggering or whatever it is, you have to show up for it. It's a two-way street. Somebody yeah, yeah. can't just say something that is offensive. You yeah. have to then conjoin that the other side to make it offensive mm. in that particular way. So if I said, uh, trying to think of something that's averagely offensive. If I said, uh, the music of Justin Bieber is actually okay. Right? That that hurt me a little bit in my soul to say out loud. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? To if if me and somebody that absolutely you know, one of the believers, we were mm. at a concert, our experience of it would be different. I would mm. remember it differently than somebody who enjoyed it. I mean, we, we remember it differently anyway because of our own uh, because of our own technique, skills, and capabilities that we're bringing to the event. But if you put that aside and just look on the the emotional experience yeah. of it, we would remember two different events, two different situations. You know, if he went to play the guitar and dropped his pick 
I'd be like, ah, do you remember that point when he dropped his pick? And the believer would be like, no, he played that song flawlessly. I'm yeah, not saying yeah. that like it's a matter of fact. I'm saying that that would be the difference. And yet there are opportunities for that to encode situations differently. Like, mm. for example, if you look at um, narcissism or, or e- e- anything that's egocentric. Yeah. Right, anything that's egocentric, you see it with uh, pickup artists a lot. These people that think they are the woman whisperers. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute absolute bollocks that stuff is as well. To be honest, absolute (laughs) bollocks. But that's that's by the by. Yeah. For every technique they try that misses, they only remember the hits. Same for psychics. In that in in that way, same for and Craig will be able to correct me if I'm wrong on this. Same for hypnotists, who aren't okay. as honest. You know the amount of times they've tried to hypnotize people, and it hasn't worked, and they've gone well. It's more about you, and not accepted that it could be a, a failure on their part, and recoding that memory. Yeah, that's been reinforced over and over and over again. It's 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 a weird thing, which is it, it, for me it comes back to emotional qualities are antagonistic to clear reasoning mm. right if you go too positive or too negative it's never really the truth the sweet spot is the middle the sweet spot is the middle but in terms in terms of the the statement about the power of a good memory as a resource for holding information that's that's what we can use yeah, in, that's what we can use in that way. So, like, with, without getting too personal, what's what's mm. a good memory that you've got? A holiday, or or a, or a, or a date night, or yeah. a, a movie, or an experience, or whatever. What's a positive what? memory that you've got? A uh, positive memory. Well, I, I suppose when we went to Mines, that was a good one, wasn't it? Recently, perfect. Yeah. perfect. That'll do. When we went to Mines. Yeah. So, um, what was? I don't know the the name of one of the lecturers that you you enjoyed. Uh... <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> no, no, no. This this is this is this is walking that line. Walking that line. What was the name of one yeah. of those lecturers that you enjoyed? Daniel Johnson. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Now, if you look at that, right, we could make the inference. By that, that you have been, um, you have been at the pitfalls of the primacy and primacy and recency effects. Daniel Johnson was one of the first guys up, so he mm. stuck out. But yeah. it could just as readily be that Daniel Johnson himself is 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 quirky, is different. It, you know, dyes his beard green, calls himself a freak in that yeah. way. Did some sword swallowing stuff and some contortionism stuff as well as his other performance. That standout element makes his thing easier to remember. He was the compare at the open mic night the night before, you know, when we saw, yeah, yeah. Uh, when we saw a, a, a Christian Grace for the first time, uh, yeah, cool. you know. So uh, that's it. So let's, get, let's get more abstract. When we went as a group with Minds, what, what kind of restaurant was it that we went to uh, as Italian. a whole group? 
Italian, perfect. We were talk, and we were talking to the the two people uh, who were sat across from us about a very specific game. What was it? Uh, poker. <laughs> now, if we go, if if this is what I mean, the yeah. the the power of that kind of positive connection keeps details with it. We can use mnemonics and all sorts to encode anything we want to that experience. That's not about that. It's yeah. about the nature of the positive memory. Now, if you look at think of think any time we were in a staff meeting at that place that me and you used to work at before. Any time. Yeah, yeah. When we're in house. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Staff meetings when, yeah, all the people that we necessarily want to be in there. With. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And everyone's there, right? I would argue that you could remember who's there on any given stage yeah. or you feel like you could. Would that be about right? Yeah. Give me the details of any particular meeting that you want. Any particular one. Not who's there, but of the meeting itself. Not who's there, as in names or yeah, the amount of people yeah. or that kind of thing, but the the, the content that was discussed. Um, a load of aggro, usually some sort. <laughs> right, and too much aggro. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Too, too, too much aggro. Too much negativity. Yeah. You know, in that particular yeah, yeah. stage. Your brain will do the, you know, it, it will have its own idiosyncratic way of saying, but your brain will basically go, nah, I'm out, yeah. and then do the Homer Simpson <laughs> thing where he picks up his suitcase and gets in a car and leaves. Yeah. You don't I'm need not this. I'm not paying, exactly. I'm not paying attention yeah. anymore. We don't need it. Yeah. It's not really up to us to decide whether we need it or not, but our emotions play a part. Hmm. That is arguably why when we're looking at mnemonics of any of any kind of any mm. kind we are encouraged to think of the weird think of the wonderful think of the scary the gross the sexy right anything that anything that stands out one of i think it was mentioned in uh, a joshua Fors book moonwalking with moonwalking with einstein he, he he gives a he gives a quote about uh, from peter of ravenna which is a, a memory treatise from the 16 or 1700s. And it's these guys talking about um, if one wants to store lots of detail uh, in, a, in a memorized journey, then one is best thinking of uh, uh, many splendid virgins. <laughs> Which is particularly gross when you think about it, because all of them were religious guys and vicars and priests and all sorts. So you're like, who are you guys thinking of? <laughs> why is it? Why is it that most educational services can't really help us to learn? Right when you when you were in high school, right? Was what was yeah. when you were in high school? What was a class that you didn't not that you didn't like, but you just you could take or leave one way or the other, subject even. Uh, subject? Maths. maths, maths, right? Yeah. Can you tell me what a quadratic equation is? Not a quick. Was it the was it the third <laughs> Ant-Man film? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. Take take a class that what was a class that you enjoyed? 
Not like, oh, oh my God, fucking love first class, but you just enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. What was it called? Art, Art right? right? Yeah. Um, can you describe pop art to me? Yeah. Uh, very distinct visual uh, colours that contrast one another. Not necessarily right. the colour they're supposed to be, just, you know, poppy, poppy yeah. colours. Yeah. But, it, was, it was a theme. It was a style. Yeah. Cubism, yeah, yeah. Impressionism, it's a theme. It's a style. Um, I would then argue that you've not thought about either of those things for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And not on the that's, of my phone. Exactly. That's that's really what we're getting at here. The the whole thing for today, it started with an article from uh it's the website's called Nautilus, but it's uh you would put N A U T I L dot US. Right. Okay. Uh, in, in that way. And it's this uh science writer who's obsessed with the persistence of memory. It strikes him that when he thinks about the years in and around COVID, the memories that rise above the chaff, mm. I presume he means uh, heartache and despair, mm. uh, uh, are when he looks back carefully at times of darkness, he finds moments of joy, which he refers to as pinpricks of light, which, you know, I think are... I think it's a nice way of putting it. Holy shit, this this is just... The chat's just blown up. Sorry, I've been actively ignoring. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's going to be crackers. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stick a pin in that just for a moment. A pinprick, and if you will. A, a pinprick, if you will. <laughs> um, so Craig said, uh, in reference to uh, uh, the hypnotic comment that I made, uh, I have to care what they're saying and value some form of opinion they have. Will have that connection to it and it resonate on some level which resonates with how i may already think uh, yeah uh, sarah wells is here hi to you too Ooh. she called us she called us gentlemen it's the first time i've ever been called a gentleman uh, <laughs> scumbag good, e uh, <laughs> good evening to miss riffraff evening uh here we go i'm going uh been a while but i enjoy some grown-up conversations here youtube is a bit short on that <laughs> well mm. you know <laughs> did you see how thankfully you may have been a few minutes late <laughs> <laughs> she she would have likely revoked our gentlemanly status as a result uh, here's the thing. I like this. I'm going to give you this quote in full. At the most basic level, episodic memory, the retention of events rooted in a certain place, time, and situational context, evolved to help us learn from experience, to problem solve, and to plan for the future. We've long known that strong emotion enhances the processing and encoding of a memory, yet positive and negative memories seem to serve different evolutionary functions. If you saw a candle in the middle of a room, would you think that you could touch the flame and get away with it? Uh, yeah. Would you think that you could touch the flame and get away with it without it hurting? Uh, possibly, yeah. What would dictate that? Um, it, it dictates it in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, probably, probably experience of having, you know, when you nick a candle, 
you can sort of put your finger through the flame dead quickly, can't you? Speed. Yeah. Speed, right? Yeah. If you were to make yourself a cup of tea, coffee, mm-hmm. whatever is your preference, a cup of lapsang souchong, darling. Um, oh but but as you as you <laughs> twenty five pounds for the local homeless. Um, <laughs> if you were to hold your hands on the side of the cup, could yeah. you do that continuously? Uh, not on the first brew. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So how how do you know then that hot things over time hurt? Uh, experience. Experience. Right. Can you recall the first time you ever learned that hot things hurt? Uh, Revenge of the Sith, when Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to knight us, not destroy it! I had you! Good memories! First time I learned that hot things hurt. Oh, God, I, I can't remember the first time. The most distinct time uh, would be touching the fireplace when I was a child, putting my hand on the glass when the fire was on, and immediately, yeah. like, holy motherfucking shit. <laughs> Not quite as vocal as that, but... <laughs> Mate, I, I would love it if you were this well-spoken little toddler wandering around. Okay, oh, well, fuck you, darling. Um, <laughs> I think that would be <laughs> that would be great. Uh, from a comedic perspective, I imagine your parents would have hated it. Um, so they put my hand in the fire. <laughs> the point. The point is, <laughs> I was I was trying to sidestep over that, but I can't. I just I imagine your dad doing it, and it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> Sorry, Adam's dad. But it was funny. It was funny in my head. It was. It was. Do it now. That man deserves his own podcast. I tell you, he's funny. Oh, yeah. He's dad funny. <laughs> that's that's the evolutionary point he's making, right? Yeah. You've you in you've encoded maybe previous responses and took the first time that your brain was of sufficient capability to take that memory away from touching the fireplace to then transport it onto other hot things, other sensorial entity, you know? Like, I'm trying to think of something that you could... If uh, Here was a prank that we used to do to people. Uh, it's a bit of a, a devious prank that we used to do to people. When we worked, I say we like there's there's nobody else here. When I when I worked at McDonald's uh, years ago, we put we put a five p on the grill, which is which well which which at the time was three hundred and seventeen degrees Celsius of metal. So you'd put the five pence on there, and you'd 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 pick it up with the tongs, and you kind of have to go. Ha, 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 back and forth because this 5p is on fire and then you go hey whoever catch and they grab it out of the air <laughs> in, in that particular way nobody nobody um, I've only got a five pound coin here but nobody encoded that experience as oh my god this might be hot regardless of how long that they saw of it so 
this is the kind of evolutionary practice that he's stating with our kind of uh, memory capabilities that it will chop and change depending upon the particulars of the context that we're in. If it was that the person that was receiving a warm five pence was a little bit more aware of the scenarios, it was a little quieter, they didn't have other things going on, it might be more up their evolutionary street to pay, uh, you know, a grand a bit of attention to it. Yeah. But much like you know what was uh, what uh, describe me the details of your art classroom i mean for all i know you could be making it up but <laughs> let's 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 trust you i uh, i remember the the window it was basically like a glass front uh, it had a skylight it had desks all on the in, on the inside wall of the outside mm. with all the displays on um uh, and then it was desk far end away from the glass wall and then a set of like there was like two big tables and a couple of small ones so you'd either work in big groups or you'd just be on a small table of two or something like that and then it connected to another art classroom that you could go into which was uh, uh my form room at the time and that was pretty much the same sort of basic setup apart from less art shit right yeah. so for anybody to try and tell me and this will be the same for everyone. For, for somebody to try and tell me that they don't have a good memory, I would politely ask that you kiss the fattest and most unpleasant part <laughs> of my arts in that way. If you can recall a room from, de uh, you know, a, a yeah. decades ago, <laughs> I'm trying to make you sound ancient here, mate, um, <laughs> with, with, spe with specific yeah. detail. Hey. That <laughs> <laughs> from yesterday from, yeah, um, from right now from right now I am a teacher <laughs> um, but but that's the thing you can trigger it through these kind of responses so like if you take the, the notion that um, remembering somebody's name is a challenge like and and I always I always quote this as well because I thought it was bl a bloody awesome way of making the point Harry Lorraine God rest his soul RIP living legend not sorry not anymore um, a, 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 a kind of a, a kind yeah. of a mnemonic a, a mnemonic wizard during his memory lectures would say w what is it about those that can't remember names you would always say I can remember the face but not the name why is it never the other way around mm. yeah that's a point isn't it yeah. Hey, so somebody, no, you, you never hear anybody go, oh, yes, Mr. Gollum-Orley, and then when so, you walk up to them, you go, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when, uh, it's like, my name, Adam, when everyone ever, like, there's a few times when people know the name from the parable in the Bible, Adam and Eve. Yeah, yeah. And people say, oh, yeah, you, you know, like, Adam's a good name. That was like the first name, wasn't it? I was just like, well, how do you know only for, like, because obviously it's a well-known thing, but there's been plenty of Adams in a great many other things. But for some reason, it always goes back to, oh, Adam, yeah, from Adam and Eve. <laughs> okay. Yes, right. copy. Adam, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. <laughs> right, why? But what would you say to um, the idea of nostalgia then uh, and someone who has not necessarily the greatest of memories, but is very nostalgic. Uh, and nostalgia is essentially remembering the good times. Mm. But would that necessarily mean 
say if you didn't have a very, you know, you, you misplacing your keys, you can't remember this, you can't remember that, you're not good at your studies or what have you, and you, you struggle to retain information, yet you're very nostalgic for a certain time in your life or something like that. What would that make that person, would you describe? Like, how would you categorise that? Would that be a good memory? Would that be a selective good memory? Or I think I think everybody's got an incredible memory. Everyone, yeah. they just tell oh. themselves to tell themselves terrible stories. And when I say uh, everyone, I'm not I'm not including those that have suffered trauma or have, you know, yeah. degenerative diseases and this no, type of thing. But yeah, on, on a general scale. Yeah, yeah, average Joe that walks down the street, not one of them have a bad memory. They have an untrained memory, and they tell themselves terrible stories. That's a good way to answer it. <laughs> to be fair. And 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 that's the thing. Like, if you take any one of the, uh, I, I'm it's it's going to sound quite stereotypical, but that's it's stereotypical based on experience, right? Mm. If you take anybody, uh, any one of the local middle-aged women that we've worked with, right, yeah. they're always quite quick to be flustered. Always, whether that be flustered with positivity, with negativity, with stress, whatever it is, they're always quite quick to go from rest to up up here, that way around. And I'm not saying that's so it's, uh, you know, any great insight, whatever. That's just repetition meets an observation. That's all that is. Yeah. When you when you say to each one of those people, like the, the, the times that they've been missing folders or have you seen have you seen the new contacts form? Yeah. Right. We'll know what that means, but uh, arguably a lot of other people won't, unless you work in the game. Have you seen the new contacts form? And they're running around going, ah, and you go, all right, insert name here, just stop. Where are they normally? Yeah. When did you last have some? When mm. did you last see some? If they're not in that office, where else could they possibly be? Calm it down. It reveals itself. They're running around going, I don't know this. I don't know this. They're not giving their brain chance to chance to find the information and i'm going to prove it now to you with have i given you the king of clubs challenge uh i can't remember which is uh, (laughs) i mean that 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 works more so than anything right but you in your life given the conventions that you've been to with me and you know the the cards that you've got yourself you have handled a pack of cards before yeah Right, so I'm telling you now that this is the king of clubs. That isn't a lie. It is the king of clubs. Okay. I want you to tell me what the expression on the king of clubs' face is like. Is it a? Is it that? Well, just for just for those listening yeah. to this, <laughs> just describe <laughs> it. Describe is it. it. Sort of a uh, frown. A frown, okay. Um, and when you when you say frown, uh, what do you mean? A frown of like one of those? Yeah, no, not an emotional frown, more, more of a regal frown, kind of like a I'm a okay. sort of like a, okay, mm, okay, and a stern frown, an approving. Is he is he holding anything? And if he is, what is it? And if he isn't, how sure are you? From what I can remember, is there a, uh, he, he may be holding a staff. Okay. And uh, does he have any facial hair? If he does, what kind of style? If he doesn't, how sure are you? It was kind of like... That's your head hair. Mom. I said facial hair. Oh, facial hair. <laughs> sort of a thick beard. 
Tash beard. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a curly beard. Oh, no. <laughs> no, French Tash. But, like, you got the beard, you got his hair, he wasn't holding a staff, he's holding a sword, and you got the expression on his face. At no point in your life, I would argue, have you ever gone, I wonder what the King of Clubs is thinking? And, and had a look at his face. Yeah. <laughs> no. You might you might have encoded the experience of, uh, I, I don't know, I'm, I hate the word, but I can't base it on anything. I'm guessing, right? You might have encoded the experience of a magic trick or when you've played a drinking game or whatever it is, some kind of positive attachment to the images and information around playing cards. It might be every time that I slash we have used them in some parts of filming somewhere, you know, it might be might be a bunch of things, but if, if it's connected in this way to have the information stored, you can retrieve that with the right questions mm. and the right practice to be able to get it. So nobody, uh, to me, and this is a subjective opinion, right? Uh, so measure your rebuttals accordingly. It's just an opinion. Mm. To me, that is proof that nobody has a bad memory. Nobody. Because the amount of people I've asked that have handled playing cards in some way have been able to tell me the expressions on all of their faces and details yeah. about all of the picture cards. I mean, it's a little easier yeah. to say, what shape is the heart on the Seven of Hearts? Like, that's, that's not, that's no, not a, really a... Good point, though. Uh, I suppose, does it relate back as well to the, what you said earlier about the quirky things that stand out uh, in people. I don't know, when I said Daniel Johnson, there's certain things about him that stood out to me. Uh, but even though I really enjoyed the convention of minds, yeah, and there were a lot of interesting lecturers there, absolutely, uh, he did have a lot about him which did actually stand out. And I suppose with cards, uh, if you've had that similar experience with people detailing the card, uh, is it the the unique picture of playing cards is that sort of like you know if you choose to remember yeah the quirky things the things that stand out the things that are interesting it and why be. does the mind, how does the mind choose what is commonly interesting because everyone's yeah, thinking don't they but yeah how you, people find different things interesting yeah you would choose what you you would choose what you're interested in or what you're not interested yeah, yeah. in like yeah. i've i've got uh, i've got a book that I've, i'm just about to start that is based on a, a scientist looking at the actual scientific applications of what it would take to create Captain America. I, 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 I genuinely find that type of stuff fascinating. There are other people that would that would bore to te that would bore them to tears, whether because they uh, don't like comics, don't like the science of it, or both, whatever. Right? There yeah. are other people that that would that would bore them to tears. So yeah. if I said to them, read that book, they'd be, oh God. <laughs> And this is what I was saying, the, the, the amount of times that we get schoolwork. Hmm. We're not really taught to learn. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> right? And if, if, more, if more teachers are aware of some of these methods, and I'm saying this not knowing what it's like in a classroom. So if it's, if it's not... Um, if it's not something that could conceivably go over in a classroom. So, yeah, essentially I'm speaking from a place of ignorance. But if if I can teach Gabe to remember mm. all of the details of the periodic table in an hour, 
There is there is no reason who, and he doesn't yeah. even do science, <laughs> right? He's a he's he's a music student. Yeah. But if uh, if I if if I can teach that through the application of these techniques, have you ever seen um, Road Trip? Yeah. You know, at the end, yeah. exactly. He was talking about teaching him philosophy, and it's easy. You just find something that you're interested in. Guy goes, "I like wrestling." He's like, "Oh, is it Vince McMahon?" He's like the Socrates of the whole genre. He started it all. And he went in and, and he nailed it. You you find something that bridges these gaps, and like if if, if that's not possible, it might be possible within smaller groups. Well, I know it's possible within smaller groups. I teach smaller groups quite regularly, so I, uh, <laughs> I know it is. But but teachers they they have ridiculous numbers 35, 40, 40 kids running around, and if there were if there were a way for us as the general public to be able to bring this information to education, then learning. Yeah. becomes easier doesn't become yeah. as stressful which helps with mental health which helps with uh, a self-direction with which helps with confidence which helps yeah. with which helps with which helps with yeah. and sarah has just said something in there right that's oh i've just clicked on something and everything vanished there it is yeah. uh, i'm awful someone can tell me their name 10 seconds later completely forgotten here's the rub of it somewhere wherever it is in there you don't care about the name Right, that's not. You don't. It's not intended for a reason. Exactly, and like you can, you can say, "Oh, I do," when I make a real effort. On some level, your brain couldn't care less about the name, whether it's because you've told yourself this story so yeah. often that uh, uh, that you know I, I can't remember. I'm terrible, but and you kind of make your make an excuse as part of the story that you tell yourself is not my fault. I'm just not very good with names, mm -hmm. right? Accepting. That is the first start. Because there yeah. might be other pressures with a new person's name. You're thinking, oh, you know, is this business meeting going to go well? Are we going to talk about the right amount of things? You know, the name is, yeah, yeah. It's, it's orbiting around the importance of whatever else it is that's happening at that particular moment. And I, I sent, this, I sent this, this method to Craig not too long ago. Try this one, Sarah, see, see how you get on with it. Um, the, next time, I, I, the next time you come across a name that you need to remember... <laughs> this is uh, something from um, oh god, what's the what's the comedian's name? He was in uh, Waiting with Ryan Reynolds. Always wore a trucker hat as part oh, of his performances. Oh, oh that begins with a D. Devin. Yeah. Devin. Um. Uh, my, my Dane Cook. Thank you. Dane Cook. My brain was going Dak Shepherd, and then another part, a voice in my head was going, "That's not him. It's not him. He's married to Kristen Bell." Um, so this is this is his method, but I fell in love with it because it's it appeals to my dark humour, mm. right? So if somebody says, "Hi, my name's Ben," then you imagine beating them to death with a weapon that starts with the first name of their letter in a body part or area that starts with that letter. <laughs> so I, I might be Ben, the baseball bat to the balls. <laughs> yeah, that's what I immediately thought. <laughs> you, 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 you might be Adam, the axe to the areola. <laughs> <laughs> right? Whatever it is. And you take that moment just to picture that in your head. I am telling you. The, the names will come back easier and easier and easier. Weeb wow. Gamer. Hello to oh. you too.
Um, yeah, so, so I mean, go on. Right, uh, do you remember, I don't know um, if you remember this in school, but around the time when GCSEs or A-levels were going on, probably more GCSEs, um, that, you know, companies, learning uh, companies or the educational companies that provide learning tools or even schools themselves would provide stuff that would kind of try to meet the kids hmm. on their level of, of uh, sort of, how would you say, um, their, their generational thing. Like ours was a very sort of, uh, we were just discovering sort of, uh, you know, like 3D gaming yeah. things and stuff yeah. like that. And there'd be a yeah. lot of, Think there was something called bite size when I was doing my GCSE. Yeah. And it was CBBC, a lot, was it? Yeah, yeah. And it was a lot of technical <clears throat> sort of kind of CGI filtered, um, bleepy bloopy <laughs> looking yeah. you know, technology themed. I think that it was more representing sort of the age of mobiles coming into trend and what have you and everything like that. That sort of the wave of things. And it was clever because obviously. It was an important time to need GCSEs and remembering stuff like that. So they lent into what was the social norm and what kids were remembering probably more than what they should have been learning. Because they did have phones. It was all about the, the technology that was around at the time. That was the thing that was distracting. So it sort of met it halfway to kind of embed itself in there. And it was just the same stuff you were learning. It was just mm. presented in a much fancier way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I stumbled across one uh, uh, earlier, which was, um, uh, uh, can I have a large container of coffee right now? Right? Now, if you could connect that to pi, you know, the mathematical constant, yeah. can I have a large container of coffee right now? Can three, I, one, have four, as in the letters, uh, A, one, large... For, and then it keeps going yeah. that way around. So now, yeah. as, a, as a coffee fan with me, I mean, I've, I've, I've done I've done a load a load of digits of pi anyway. But as as I am an out and out coffee fan, for you know to have that kind of connected, think about yeah. now when Ben Pridmore just exploded with f f fifty digits of pi. Yeah, <laughs> knowing that I could keep that in a coffee order. <laughs> Madness. Yes, please. <laughs> right? Yes, please. And just showing people that you can encode more and more and more things in a positive fashion, mm. like even down to the stuff that is that is gross mm. and whatnot. When you picture something gross and store information within it, it's not gross to the point of it being off-putting. You're just thinking of somebody, you know, picking their nose or saying the word moist over and over yeah. and over again right because that that will be oh it's not as if to the point where you're going no that's too negative you've crossed the yeah. line yeah. so if you're looking if you're looking to develop it we can nurture the the the, the positivity that way around yeah i'm starting to feel like uh, adam sandler and little nicky unleash the good <laughs> unleash the good right but but that's 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 the uh, uh, that's the notion behind it. And if you look at now, you can pick up most psychotherapy journals and find within there somebody using memory techniques 
to help those that have gone through some kind of traumatic event or have an addiction or have some kind of behavior that they want to change mm. and recoding it using using these memory techniques using you know like a a, a journey system or a method of loci something yeah. along those to take something that is inherently positive and to trigger another response so it might be for sarah that whenever somebody new comes in and goes hi my name's i was trying to think of a really overcomplicated name i'm going to google it just bear with me talk, talk amongst yourselves for a moment really complicated first name. i'll reenact a bit of looking a little necky for you here we go <laughs> top 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 of the list is Methuselah. 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 Hey, Methuselah. That's the name of my next cat. But <laughs> I, I, I went, I, I went straight back to, uh, to Psych. <laughs> in that way, that's a positive connection. Sean walks in. Hi, I'm Sean Spencer, and this is my partner, Methuselah Honeysuckle. <laughs> I don't know why I remembered that, <laughs> but I did. That's because I enjoyed Psych. You know, there's. I wasn't expecting that at all. There's, yeah. a, there's a there's a prime example for you right there. Who connects Methuselah to anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, of Medusa for some reason because I've not heard that before, so it goes to the nearest. Thing. Thing. So me, so, take If if Sarah is about to meet somebody that she doesn't know, and they're they're walking to room, there's the handshake moment. Already, she's got a memory in there, a triggered response. Yeah. That whether she is aware of it or whether she's not, the, 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 the steps in there are basically going, oh, shit, this is new. This is information I've never been particularly good at doing. How many mates or pals or dudes or broheims can I get? I don't realize Sarah probably doesn't say any of them. But <laughs> how many of those can, can I get in in place of a, a of, of using the actual name as a surrogate response? So what we do is we build a journey that yeah. connects a more positive storytelling environment around that. So you might take any any kind of situation or area your your art classroom, and you might yeah. take the front door of the art classroom and put on that new names right okay. or new or new people or whatever it is yeah. and you walk in and there is a big cheer squad so yeah you can do it you're fucking awesome rain man ain't shit next to you yes and, and all of this kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> what was that, mate? My my headphones cut out on that bit. I saw your lips yeah, move. What did you? I'm <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay in my art class. Exactly, and you add a few steps in there that equate to a story around your capacity to take names from what it is, right? Yeah. I would I would argue that if Sarah has a, a, a favorite film or or piece of music or whatever it is, she could tell me who's in the film. <laughs> right yeah. so I, I bet you know that uh, she could tell me her mother's name her dad's name her brother's name if she has it yeah. right um so names aren't the problem it's a connection to new information that's mm. the thing 
And that's, that's one of the reasoning challenges with memory and why it comes back to emotional qualities or antagonistic or unclear reasoning. If you tell yourself a better story, are you just thinking yourself smarter? No. <laughs> you're, just, you're triggering a different experience around your capacity to learn. Right. Do you think that um, good memories can impact bad situations? You know, yes. when something arises and, oh, well, yeah, fair enough. Uh, got, yeah. But as an example, something um, arises where you're, uh, go back to that uh, scenario where you said remembering an argument. So say you're yeah. in an argument, argument's getting quite heated. Uh, can you, in the moment, remember to not forget the argument, but remember how to, um, cost, you know, uh, accustomed to the argument with a good memory in mind and sort of reshape your approach to said argument with that. Do you believe that can happen or is it something that's... It, 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 would, de- it would depend on how you used it, yeah. right? Because there, there, is, there is a lot of times I've had arguments with people well, I say they've they've shouted at me. I'm impossible to argue with. You can't argue with me. Uh, not not that saying oh, win every argument. Just that I don't fight back. It would just be you shouting at me and gain nothing in return. No, I, I'm I'm impossible. To, I don't see the point in it. But the, for the people that have, like when I was a kid and I was a I was an absolute gobshite. I, I still am to a certain degree. But like when my, when my when my dad would say something and it'd be we'd be snapping back and forth because my dad is autistic out of his eyeballs and heavy set OCD in that particular way like if I, I remember one time I had a bowl of noodles and I finished my noodles and I was going to put it in the dip to do my dish afterwards went, mental what are you doing well you got to wipe it all out first I'm not I'm cleaning it in I'm doing I'm, it's going in the sink no you got to do it this way all right whatever so <laughs> We were going back and forth, and I am kind of picking apart his argument, which is only pissing him off more in yeah. that way. And I, I, I said to him a couple of mo- in, in a couple of moments, Dad, you're too smart for this. <laughs> or words to that effect. Yeah. You know, there's there's been times with exes. When, when they have, uh, uh, you know, are trying to argue with me. <laughs> Just be like, do you remember when we were out last time in that bar and you wore that dress? So beautiful. <laughs> Just, Just, that Just well, <laughs> how, else, how else do you think I got you to drink that extra fizzy drink? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Right, <clears throat> change tack though. Exactly, change. you you will you will change tack. You you're 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 deflating arguments with positivity in that way. Now you would need to pick your battles more tactfully than that because for some for some women I know from uh, guys that have tried it, they've said, "Oh, you're so beautiful when your eyebrows do that angry thing." They've gone. Why are you going to use your not just proves you're not listening to me. You know, it's just it's had the opposite effect, right? Yeah, so you, yeah. you've you've got you've got to you've got to pick your battles. You've had, you've absolutely got to pick your battles in that way. Yeah. But what you can do from a point of better using your memory in that situation is listen, and yeah. to to listen, you can neither be positive nor negative in that situation. You've just got to 
open up. I've said, if I've yeah. said it once, I've said it a thousand times. And I was speaking to uh, a Christian West of EP Access on a Zoom call earlier. We were talking about this. It's not about you. Mm. Yeah. It's not about you. You don't matter in, yeah. in, that, in that particular scenario. So if you're going to use that to take the information away from a negative point, that's the best way of doing it. Get out of your own way. What were you going to say? Yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say something similar to that effect. And I think when you, if you're in a heated discussion where you're, you know, you're, you're just butting heads with yeah. something isn't going to, you know, subside unless you yeah. sort of, uh, you know, listen to that side of things in a way kind of, it's sort of like an ego can be an igniter in a way. Cause sometimes yeah. you can get in the way of you fully listening. You can sort of think, well, I'm going to remain on my point. And then you, sometimes I've, I've never been in that specific situation myself, but I've seen very heated arguments where it's like, you know, face-to-face sort of like, no, you step outside. No, you step outside. It's just like, well, if you actually sort of discussed why you're stepping outside or why you need to step outside, like, well, listen to why he wants to step you outside, you know, things might go a different way. No, it never usually ends up that way, does it? <laughs> well, I've I've kind of used that to my advantage to get somebody out of uh, out of a place I was doing a door shift for, right? <laughs> so I'm a, I'm only working cover, and it's the end of the night, and these two guys they refuse to leave. The staff have uh, basically finished, but they are they 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 they'd ordered that many drinks that they were still going uh, at that time, and so they they were basically not listening to politeness. And okay. saying some saying some quite unpleasant stuff to the to the ladies that were I mean they were saying some quite unpleasant stuff to the guys as well but of a, of a different variety if you catch my drift yeah. uh, you know with the guys it was basically physical threats with the, with the women it was basically sexual abuse let's let's call right. a spade a spade yeah. so, <laughs> I went over there and I say listen guys. We've got this table reserve. I'm, I'm going to use some rather graphic swear words. So if you are a de- are of a, are of a delicate disposition, you might want to mute this next bit. I'm telling you, it's this is a this is a warning ahead of time. So I, over there. I went, guys, listen. We've got this table reserve for a couple that that are coming in later. They're much cuntier than you. Thank you for trying to to beat that. But we've got like a cunt tab, and you're not just you're not quite as big of a cunt as we need for this particular table. So do you want to try one of the other ones? <laughs> Slamming of glasses, <laughs> right? <laughs> which is which is fine. This this guy, you know, as as guys do, they they kind of try and they put their forehead on you and talk about how many holes they're going to make in you with uh, uh, with whatever sharp instrument they can find. <laughs> to which to which I politely replied, "Oh, sweetheart." <laughs> Because I'm I'm quite comfortable within my sexuality. <laughs> that way around, I used to I used to love do and making fun of all of the boy racers when I worked at McDonald's in in a, in a similar vein as well. But he was like, right, come on, you and me outside. I'm like, fine. You pick the door. Let's do it. I'll follow you out. Yeah, let's go. He he went out. I shut the door behind him and locked it. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> it worked. It worked. I yeah. mean, don't get me wrong. The manager wasn't happy because he broke a chair and like uh, uh, it was like seven or eight glasses, which is not to be encouraged at all. And um, it it was a lot. It was a long time before I was invited back, but it was the easiest and quickest way to dissolve the scenario 
without calling yeah. the police unnecessarily, without laying hands on him unnecessarily, to use his own story of him being the hardest person that's ever lived and the arrogance that comes along with that, use that against him. There you go. He, he, he walked himself out. <laughs> <laughs> He's his own bouncer. Yeah, it's like he went, right, come on, let's go. Yeah, I'm going. You can't chuck me out better than I can chuck me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God bless him. I God imagine him. jazz from Fresh Prince getting thrown out by Uncle Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Great show. Great. Uncle Phil would have made a mean bouncer. Oh, would have made a mean bouncer. <laughs> Wait, does that mean... Phil. I'm thinking of Dr. Phil now. <laughs> That's just, wow. Two very different Phil's, mate. Two very different Phil's. <laughs> yeah. Right, guys, that's all for today. Food for thought on the power of positive memory. Uh, we might touch back on it at a later date in terms of the, uh, the technical therapeutic practice and looking at the detachment technique for, for those in the military and first responders. We can do that. Um, but as always, you got to let us know. you got to let us know what you're into, what your vibe is, what your jive is, if you're picking up what we're putting down and all of those other kind of... Yeah, something along those lines. Whatever yeah. it is. And uh, uh, get involved with the training. I'll, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you next time for another episode of the Deductionist Podcast. Uh, bye, guys. <laughs>